Hello, hello, and welcome to the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast, the number one podcast for loan officers by loan officers with real originators in the trenches, just like you every single day. If they can go there, how come I can't go there? Well, you can't. Like if you don't water your plants, you don't have future crops. You can't feed your family. You can't make a living. This is watering your crops. You have to find your community and you have to dig in. If it wasn't for you guys, I can tell you, probably my trajectory would have been a completely different one. We'll see you on the next Next Level Loan Officers podcast. Hey, y'all. This is your Next Level Loan Officers podcast. Shane Kidwell is joining me today, and I am Sean Zalmanoff. I hope your year has started amazing. Mine has. There's just new energy and buzz, and I really know from the work that I've put in in the previous seasons, as you know, I just started a new company and went back to originating a year and three-ish months ago from about the time that you're listening to this, October of 2022, which again was either the worst time or the best time to start a new mortgage company and start originating after nine years. And I can tell you all the things that we talk about next level, what we're going to talk about today, the things that I have been doing, have been building momentum, like that snowball going down a hill and I am excited to share some things with you today, and, and I'm excited for a great year. Well, first off, man, congratulations. You made it through your first 12 months. <laughs> you're like, probably statistically, there's like a 10x chance you're going to make it. So I'm glad to have you around for the long haul. I too, I'm, I'm going to hit my one year running my own mortgage company here in about 15 days. So man, like what a 12 months. And I think one of the things that you know, coming out of that first year, I look back on, you know, you forget where you started, you know, you get super busy, you start running teams, divisions, branches, whatever. And it's really good to go back to the basics, to remember the things that got you to the place where you had an opportunity to step out of the business, maybe more so than you should have. And so we're on part three of a four part series, breaking down the seasons of a client from lead to pre-approval to under contract to post-closing. I believe, and I know you believe, there are different specific actions that matter that you should be deploying in each of those seasons. And each one is different, and it's really important to understand the nuances of what the audience needs during each season. And so we originally talked about that lead generation season, and and that's all about building trust. You know, we then talked about, hey, when you're pre-approved, and we talked about not doing pre-quals, so go back and watch episode, listen to episode two to talk about that pre-approval season. It's all about education and sharing data, right? And, and again, those things build upon each other. So we're not saying when your client's under contract, stop educating them, stop sharing data, stop building trust. What we're saying is by this point, they should know, like, and trust you. You should have educated them to the point where they understand why you need what you need and the cadence of the process. Now it's all about focusing on communication and reputation. And I think what's really important to, to be thinking about is they don't know what you don't tell them. And you not only are building your reputation and protecting your reputation, you're doing it for the other people on the transaction. You're doing it for those referral partners. And so, Sean, I'd love it if you'd kind of break down the things that you are focused on during season three of the process. 
So this is where you get to do what you say you were going to do. And so it's big to be able to execute on this. I actually have some people that I have to, I kind of gave them an ish on a rate last uh, week and uh, rates have moved a little bit up. You so gave like, them an ish on a rate? What does that I mean? An, I gave them an ish on a rate. They were like, well, hey, what would it be? And I was like, it's going to be right around this. And, uh, and rates have moved up the last couple of days and they just went into contract last night. So, you know, I have to go explain to them why we're going to be a little bit higher but how do I deliver on everything that, that I said I was going to do? So number one, somebody who's under contract, any important conversations that you have to have, you have to have immediately. It's just like asking people for conditions on a loan when, when your processor does that for you. You got to, you know, you do that three weeks before closing, no big deal. You do that three days before closing, everybody's freaked out. You know, th this happened a lot when I was managing offices all across the country during COVID. Um, or actually I guess as we, we were coming out, but it really made 2022 miserable because I couldn't get loan officer under, loan officers to understand you got to lock the loan. The second actually don't get the borrower off the phone, like lock the loan while they're on the phone. Cause it, your rate like is going up a quarter of a point every second. And so when that was happening, people weren't having these conversations. And then later on, like it's a month later, now we're a point higher and now, evidently, I had issues, and that's why I just wanted to go back to originating and having my, my own thing because I could control all of these things. So that, that that's number one. Anything conversation that needs to be had gets had right away. But what this is for me, the season three, or the, the third part of this, so – just talked about how I protect my reputation, but this is my single biggest prospecting phase that I get to do. So it is my captive prospecting phase. By this point, I am really super confident the client is mine. I, we've committed. I've done my thing. We've done our guarantee. I've presented the financing. I've helped them get under contract. They're my client. But when they're writing this offer, I'm looking up that listing agent. And if I haven't worked with the buyer's agent before, I want to know their stats as well too. Because is this an agent who did three deals last year or did 35 deals last year? Because listen, like my world's not fair and I don't treat everybody the same. So like if you've done 50 transactions last year or you've done four transactions last year, man, I am rolling out the red carpet on 50 transactions. Without a doubt, you are... The, the way that I present the financing is off the charts to you because I want them to be thinking, Ooh, how can they do that for my clients and the amount of communication and updates that I will do throughout? I'll probably hit them eight times. Uh, if somebody's done a lot of transactions with text and or phone calls, I mean, they get some automated emails, but there'll be eight different text and phone calls that they get throughout the course of this, because that's the time where I hold your check, Mr. Realtor. And so if you want to get paid, you got to deal with me and I'm a pretty nice guy to deal with. And I make your life super easy when you're responsive. So by me updating them right away, once we're in a kind Hey, just so you know, I mean, I know I told you they were guaranteed. I know I put that $5,000 behind it, but, but let me explain exactly where we are. Uh, we're completely underwritten. Um, we're like, need a couple things. Well, obviously we need title, potentially appraisal. If, uh, if we don't get the waiver and 
Of course, I'll know by the time I'm talking to them, talking to them at this point, if we need the waiver. And, uh, and so I'm just, I'm laying out the quick timeline. Hey, here's when you'll hear from me next. Here's what's going on. And I lay that out because if that's an agent that is doing 10 deals, 20 deals, 30 deals a year that are potential buyers for me, there is no single person I can possibly prospect to better. So that is, again, any uncomfortable conversations or just needed conversations, we're going to have up front right away. And then I am prospecting my behind off to listing the listing agent and potential buyer's agent uh, if, if they don't know me throughout this process right here. So a couple of things that you talked about here that I want to highlight. So when it comes to the communication that you're employing, you're consistent, you have a ton of clarity, right? You're also creative in what you're sharing. You're, but you're doing it in a way that just feels normal. Like you're talking about your guarantee. You're talking about closing early. You're, you're introducing somebody who isn't, you know, really super clear on who you are. You're giving them context. Hey, this is what I do for all my people. This is how I roll the red carpet. These are the things you can expect to get. I think those components of communication are key. And then again, the number one thing with communication, which also protects your reputation is it's early. It's very proactive and it's very clear. You're saying this is what's happening. This is what could happen. You can expect to get this. Something may be changing in the market. Be aware of this. And I think that's super important. So what I've done is I've packaged all of that in a weekly update that I do on the deal. But before I go into that, that's the number one thing I do for people. And this is the number one thing I coach everyone on my team, everyone I've ever worked with. When you're under contract, that's the thing you do. But before that, there are some non-negotiables that you alluded to. I want to just really hammer home quickly. First and foremost, you need to have automated communication that is going out as frequently as the football is moving down the field, right? Now, in my world, and I know in your world, that's email and text, right? So, and again, these are automated, but they're not like you've written these communications. So it's automated, but it's custom curated content. And I do the same thing. You can do this through your LOS. You can zap it to a CRM. Have some communication going out when other people are moving your file. In my system, processor moves the loan, milestone changes, communications going out. Those are like non-negotiables that aren't high-level communication. Those are ground-level communications. They have to be done. So that's number one. Number two, the day or the day before I get under contract with anyone, I have a conversation with each party setting the expectations for the 30 days, 20 days, whatever that's going to look like. I do that with the listing agent. This is that initial or second opportunity to introduce myself. If the client said, hey, would you call them? Would you let them know about our deal? We're making an offer. I've already introduced myself. I've already started to set that tone and communicate in the ways that I want to, which we talked about. I'm also doing this with the buyer's agent every time. Every time I work with the buyer's agent, hey, great, we've got another deal. We might have six deals going. They're getting six intro calls because every client is unique. I'm doing it with borrower, co-borrower. If the co-borrower can't be on the call, I'm asking if they can. If they can't, I'm sending a summary to both parties so that they're looped in and on the same page because what I tell my wife or what, what someone tells my wife to tell me rarely gets back to me and vice versa. What you tell me to tell my spouse rarely gets back to my wife like fully communicated. So it's really important I do that. That's setting the tone. And the things that I'm gonna say to these agents Hey guys, you can expect the following from me. And I use that language. I want to start creating trust with the agent. 
I want them to know, hey, this is how I communicate. This is what you're going to receive. Every Wednesday, we do our in-process updates. I'll be calling you. I'll be calling the other agent. I'll be calling title escrow, anyone involved. And this is what you can expect to receive during that call. I follow up each call with an email, CYA. Thanks for the call, as I mentioned, and then I highlight anything that's important. I think that is key. When I'm doing these Wednesday calls, so we've got this non-negotiable automated milestone communication, this non-negotiable pre-call, it's kind of like that setup call, and then that leads right into my Wednesday update calls. I do these on Wednesdays very intentionally, it's in the middle of the week. If I had a problem I found out on a Thursday or Friday, that gives me plenty of time to solve it before I get on that next update call. Now again, if I have something that needs to be responded to urgently, I will obviously loop everyone in outside of those Wednesday calls. It's very rarely the case if you've done a full quality pre-approval, you've done your intro call the day of or the day before, that you're having just random things come up last minute, right? Like, oh, I, they, they have a job I didn't know about. Like that rarely happens if you've done your job up front. Like, so we're assuming that you're a professional originator who executes at the things that are needed. You run DULP, you understand what's needed on a VA loan, but that's all by default. So when I go on these Wednesday calls, there are several things I wanna get out of those calls and it's very similar to what you alluded to. With the agents, the call is all about highlighting indirectly or directly the things that make me unique and why they wanna work with me, why they wanna send their business to me. I do send the interest rates to the buyer's agent as well. And in some cases, if it makes sense, I'll highlight our rate structure with the listing agent because every listing agent has buyers. Every listing agent works with buyer's agents. They work in offices with other agents. I want them to know, this guy just quoted a 599 when everything I've been seeing from the other guys was seven and a half. Like I want that conversation taking place as long as it's accurate and valid. So I do wanna make sure that the agents are understanding the things I do that makes me unique. Hey, you have an agent portal. You can access these things throughout the process. We have a ton of communication that my team and I will be sending out. Be on the lookout for text. Be on the lookout for emails. In addition to the Wednesday calls, I talk about the process of closing, the benefits we give our people. Hey, like, you know, if you have a moving truck or something like that, highlight those things to, again, show the creative things that you do that make you unique. I call these proprietary value ads right? Even if your proprietary value add is that you do a MBS highway home valuation report, it's proprietary because of how you do it. It's proprietary because of what you share. It's proprietary because you send it in a video email where everyone else sends it as a PDF. If you're doing something that is unique to you, it's proprietary. In addition, I'm making, and especially on that first call, I'm having a, a virtual handshake. And so, if Sean, if you're the listing agent, I'm, this is the way this scripting goes, and I would highly encourage you to use this. Hey, Sean, it's Shane over at Dwell Mortgage. Hey, man, first off, congrats. We haven't worked together, but I looked you up. And I say that. I looked you up, and I'm excited to be working with somebody who makes this their full-time profession, right? Like, I'm highlighting things about who I want to work with. A couple things, Sean, I just want to get off um, on the right foot with so you know who you're working with. You'll be, you can expect to get communication from me anytime the football moves down the field. Expect to get emails, texts, and then every Wednesday, I'm going to be calling you. We need to make a deal or an agreement today, Sean, that like I will always be fully transparent. I will always communicate proactively. If a challenge ever comes up, no matter whose fault it is, I'm bringing it to your attention right away. 
here's what I have to ask of you. You can't get mad at me. And then they laugh. I say, you know how it goes, Sean. You've, you did 50 deals last year. You've been in the business seven years. You know what happens with lenders. They didn't pre-approve the client correctly. They pre-qualled them because they weren't firm in their like, standards. They get under contract on a deal that's slightly above what they can afford. Then you ask a direct question of the lender and you get ghosted. All of a sudden, you're expecting an approval on Wednesday and it's Friday and you've heard nothing. You know silence is never good. And they laugh. They go, yeah, it's never good. I will never, I will never have silence in our process. You'll always know. But just remember, I'm like the weatherman. I'm just telling you what, whether you need a coat, an umbrella, or whether it's shorts and sunglass weather. Don't shoot the messenger. Are we cool on that? Okay, awesome, great. And then I'm going to walk them through what they can expect, our process. Hey, we're typically 12 days early on a 30-day contract. Would your seller like to close early? No, they can't, they can't. doesn't matter. Whether, I am, whether my buyer is going to be able to move in early or not, I am highlighting the fact that we are ready to close early. I'm highlighting the fact that we got our CTC in eight days. I'm not posting this online for people who don't know what that means. I'm highlighting this with the people on the deal who are impacting my paycheck. And whether they want it or not, I am telling them, congrats, guys, we're ready to close 12 days early. Right? And that's really important to that process. Then the last thing I'm doing on these calls is I'm, I'm committed to asking for their feedback. And this is where I go into from the communication component to the reputation component. What I'll say is, Sean, I've built my business over the last 14 years on feedback and, and, and my reputation. It's so important that you give me feedback on this deal. And just be prepared. I'm going to ask you for feedback early and often because I'm constantly looking to make my process better. And, 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 and I might, Sean, I, I know this could sound silly because we just got under contract yesterday afternoon, but how's it been so far? No lab, like, well, dude, we just started, right? But, but the goal I'm doing is I'm training them to be comfortable sharing with me things that they're not typically comfort, comfortable sharing until after closing when one night when they're pissed off about something they thought happened on the deal, they get on Yelp, right? I am telling them, you are, you are in a safe place to give me any and all feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. And then if they say, dude, this has been great. Thank you for this call. You have to use your judgment. But if you feel like you've entered the magic window, 3.0, 4.0, which is the time which they need you and you have the opportunity to get a Google review, I'm saying, hey, Sean, Man, first off, thank you for that feedback. You know, like adding that tech that you recommended, I'm going to look into that because I do think that would make the process better. I would love to grab coffee and kind of like walk you through a couple of these things that I mentioned, help you generate leads through whatever. Just listen and respond. And then I'm going to say, hey, would you, be, would you be willing to give me some feedback on that if I sent you a link? They go, yeah, sure. And I go, cool. Hang on one sec. And I'm doing this when I'm on the call. And I hear, I'll hear their phone go bing or the vibration that you hear on the other end. And I go, hey, I just sent you a link. Would you just log on there really quickly and just leave me feedback? Like I built my business off of feedback from people like you. I'll be asking you every week if there's things I can do to improve how it's going. So be prepared for that. And I do this with listing agents, title reps. If you're calling the insurance agent, listen, the reality is that if you want to get more business, call more people. And during, and once you're under contract, they need you. They're relying on you. You're impacting all of those people's pocketbooks. Make that call meaningful. So 
There's one other thing that I want to share, but but there's a couple, well, there's a lot of great points that, that Shane made, but one, so very early on in the process, that first phone call, he's asking for feedback. And so this goes back to, you know, something called the trial close. Like, you know, you ask somebody, Hey, is it raining outside today? And if it's raining, they say yes. And when you get somebody to say yes to one thing, they say yes to more things later. So when you can make them laugh about, Hey, how's this phone call going? Uh, you know, can, can you give me feedback on this right now? You've set the stage for the next time you ask for that feedback for them to be able to, to say yes. Number two, like really, really clear expectations and agreements laid out of exactly what's, what's going to happen. And then anything that you do, you, you brand to yourself as proprietary on there. You know, so when your widget and your process goes from A to K or whatever, how many steps you have in it, that that's yours. That that's how you brand yourself. And now there, there's something else that I do in this process. And so if you guys are watching us here on YouTube, you're going to see it. If you're in next level, uh, I've been sharing this for a while. So I, I, I want to share with you my handwritten notes. And if you're looking at these right now, I got some fancy handwritten notes. So like this, this envelope here, it's got blue, like before everybody stopped doing wedding invitations and they just did it all online. This is, this is what it is. I got, the, I got this fancy blue foil inside of here. I've got cardstock as thick as you can get on whatever this half sheet size of paper is uh, that they print. So it's nice and it, it, it's weighty when you send it out. And I, and I write a quick handwritten note after that call to the agents. And I'm probably sending one to the buyer's agent. Um, I'm, I send them to the clients throughout the process because now you don't have to have a fancy no, you, you can do any handwritten note. Handwritten notes are great. I like the branded note. And the reason that, that I like the branded note and I do it all fancy like this is because I don't like it when people send me a handwritten note with a business card. Just kind of weird that there's a business card through it in there. But when your entire note is a business card, when it has all of your information on there, it comes off different in, in how that appears. Plus, after I've laid out my expectations, told them what I'm going to do. And they're like, wow, that's no lender has called me in the last year and a half. They just called me and then they get this note and then I communicate with them and I do what I say I'm going to do throughout the whole process. We have a different kind of uh, transaction that when I do ask for that feedback at the end, when I do want to meet for coffee because they've closed 50 transactions and they could move the needle massively for my business all of those things stack up to them saying yes to me in the future as well too. Love it, man. Well, guys, if, if this has been valuable, I would just challenge you to just take action, right? There's like, we fight, we claw, we scratch to get a deal under contract. And in many cases, we act as though we've reached the pinnacle, the summit, just by getting to the contract stage. And this is actually where the game begins, Right. Everything else before that was preseason football preparing you for the most important season. This is where you make your money. Like if you haven't honed in this process and if you're sitting here on this call, listening to this podcast saying, I'm not doing those things. Now is your opportunity while you have capacity to increase and level up the quality of your in process experience. And I call it an experience. And guys, like. I'd just like to ask for some feedback from you right now. If these podcasts move the needle for you, 
can you go to iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you happen to be listening to this to and uh, leave us some five-star feedback as well on how this podcast is, is helping you and moving the needle in your business. Well, guys, as always, I'm Shane Kidwell. This is Sean Zalmanoff. Thank you guys for making our podcast the number one podcast by originators for originators. We say that because we're actively in the business, feeling the pains, digging the foxholes with you. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace out.